This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. But I see, I'm looking at my uh, copy of Vanity Fair's Top 100 New Yorkers. Uh, I got a magnifying glass here. I can't see my name anywhere in here. But, John, I see you're number 10. I am. I never bought it. Number 10. And I see our next guest is also on the list. Well, we have with us uh, a real success story, a real immigrant success story. Uh, we have Peter Gumares, and uh, he came in from Portugal. Uh, and uh, he's uh, the owner uh, of a, a beachy restaurant, a very famous restaurant. He came, uh, in, let's see, well, let's find out from him. Uh, how are you? Uh, happy Good morning. New Year. Good morning. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Let's, uh, let's, uh, You're let's an immigrant to make success it a good story. Uh, you know what? There's always a different level to success, but I like to think I've made my own mark. And, uh, you know, I thank God that I had the opportunity to come here to the best country in the world and also the best city in the world. Manhattan's my home. Do you have a green card? No, I'm actually a U.S. citizen. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. So I'm not, I'm not getting deported anytime soon. <laughs> uh, tell us, uh, I understand you're mad as heck about some of the things happening in New York. You're opening up businesses in New York. You, you worry about New York. And we're all worried because, you know, uh, we love New York. And Curtis loves New York. I love New York. You love New York. Tell us about your, your, your gripes. Well, I tell you, you know, I grew up coming into the city when I was a little kid trying to sneak into the nightclubs. Then I got involved in the nightclub business at an early age in my 20s, a uh, famous nightclub in the city. So, you know, I've been coming in and out of the city for many years. I own a restaurant. I'm opening up two more restaurants, uh, Madison and here in 56, and I have a restaurant on 55th. Beach A Restaurant has been in New York City since 1982. So we've seen a lot of changes in the city. Are you going to go in competition with our friends at Patsy's Restaurant on 56th Street? Ah, there's enough room for everybody. We got uh, 8 million people. We had 3 million visitors just on New Year's Eve. We got there's enough Italian food for everybody, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm worried about the city. You know, I've seen the changes. I loved the era when Giuliani came in. He cleaned up Times Square. He got rid of the five families. You know, life was good. Then we had eight years of this communist who ruined and took the city a uh, different direction. And now we got this guy who's absolutely missing. He's done nothing for the city. Crime is still up 16%. He's, he's nowhere to be found. He hasn't done one piece of legislation. He hasn't done one thing to improve the quality of life in Manhattan. And, you know, well, we had high hope for him because he was a, a cop. I'm very pro-cop. I'm friends with the chief. I'm, I have a lot of the, the blue that come and eat at my place. I love the blue. But this guy's been a real disappointment. And you know what? If you look at his history, somebody brought this to my attention. If you look at his system when he was a police, he's had the lowest arrest record out of almost anybody in his graduating class. Now, so it's basically a trend in his life where he doesn't do anything. Now, Peter, uh, as a businessman, there's a lot of empty space, a lot of empty retail space, storefronts galore. What needs to be done to get the brick-and-mortar stores leasing to tenants or renting to tenants? Because we see we've got these pop-up weed stores that obviously landlords will take the money wherever they can get it. 
Sure. But that, that that's not the answer to this dilemma. How, how do we get these stores back up and open, whether they're restaurants, bars, or retail establishments? You know what? It, it, there's a lot of solutions, but one easy solution is this city needs to reduce the red tape for business people. It took me almost a year to get a liquor permit, right? It shouldn't take you a year to get a liquor permit. I have restaurants all over South Florida. It's very quick to get a liquor permit. The health department, it takes months and months and months just to get a health inspection so you can open up. There's so much red tape. There's so much bureaucracy in the city that this administration, this city, needs to ease back and make it easier for people to open up businesses in New York. You know that saying, if you can do it here, you can do it anywhere? It's because the bureaucracy in this city is so horrible. They actually tie your hands. They make it difficult for you to open up a business in New York City. That was that would be the first thing I would do. I would get in there and well, safety, bureaucracy, safety in the streets is very important. But I guess you carry a big Rocky Calavito bat. Yeah, you have to. I mean, let's go back to the days when Sliwa used to uh, be on the streets protecting us New Yorkers. You know, we don't have that, and it's an easy fix. You know, it's not rocket scientists. Grab 10,000 freaking police officers and throw them in the subway. The crime's going to go away. Let's get more Mountie police throughout Times Square and throughout Midtown. No, wait, 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 wait. Midtown. The government is doing more important things. They're getting 87,000 IRS agents. Yeah, you know what? It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And they get to carry a gun while you and I, we have to go pull favors and beg people just to get a permit to protect ourselves. Now, nah, this country, you know what? I never thought I would leave this country, but if it starts going down the path that it is with the Biden administration, I might just go back to the motherland. I mean, right, but now, now, Peter, as a success, you are an immigrant success story. You came from Portugal. We have a lot of uh, migrants now coming to our country who are not legal. Uh, they're filling up the hotels at taxpayers' expense. What has to be done with them? Because they are a drain on our budget. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's nothing we can do at the local level. But, you know, the federal government needs to close these borders down. You know, they're doing it just for tricks and who has. They want to get these immigrants in, so hopefully they'll vote for Democratic. When I think they're going to see in reality, it's going to be the total opposite because these people are coming from communist countries. They're coming from countries that, you know, have no have no regulation on on people. And I don't I think it's going to backfire in their face. But the first thing you got to shut down the border, shut it down. I was a big fan of Trump and uh, the wall. Uh, you know, we came over. We came over legally. You know, we had to go through our process. We had to stand in line. We had to go to well, the court. We when, had my, to the when my father came over in 1949, his two brothers had to sign that if he couldn't afford to pay the rent, they have to pay it. Yeah, you have to have a sponsor. My dad, we have to be sponsored. And then my dad sponsored his uncle, his brother for coming over. Yeah, that's how it used to work. Now, he, all you have to do is have a heartbeat and you get in. I remember in 1954, they closed Ellis Island. That was generally the entranceway for a lot of the uh, immigrants, and your sponsors had to show up on Ellis Island, or they weren't going to release you into well, the United funny, States. Funny story. I said to my, I took my father to Ellis Island, and I said, Pop, look around. Does it look familiar? And he moans. Pop, look around. Does it look familiar? Moans. I said, well, what are you moaning about? He says, I came in Idlewild Airport. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we came over on a TWA, so I'm not really familiar with Ellis Island except for taking selfies in front of the statue.
And, and just you know, uh, just uh, use edification. Uh, John knows what Idlewild is. I know what Idlewild is, but these young huckleberries here. All right, all right. You know, <laughs> Idlewild, after Kennedy uh, was assassinated, they changed the name of Idlewild Airport to JFK Airport at the request of Jackie Kennedy. Yes, yes, yes. Hmm. Well, there used to be an Idlewild Diner on 42nd and 11th back in the day. I don't know if that was named after... Uh, the same thing you're talking about, but I remember that diner. It was right across. It was right next to the club that we used to own. Well, Peter Gumaras, uh, best of luck as you push forward with your entrepreneurial pursuits. We need a lot more guys and gals like you taking a risk on the city, coming back. Uh, people like John, people like yourself, and so much more. So have a happy new year out there. Happy same, new year same to you and your family, and uh, let's keep trucking forward. Thank you, guys. Thank you. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GoboLaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident.